NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing. Our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you Hello have joined again. us. It is Wing Nation. Oh my gosh, we're hearing that. Craiger, we have that echo again. There you go. Looks like you got it already. Alright. And once in a while we get this where I hear myself, and that is the most god-awful thing in the world is to hear me. So uh, that's why I always have great co-hosts like Aaron Evernham or Ashley Strumming. Or Allison McKinney today because I don't know where everyone is at. She joins me in the studio. How are you, Allison? I'm doing great. Thanks for you, having me again. You must feel like you, you, Aaron, Ashley, all of you that are doing all of this SRX stuff mm-hmm. and everything else, you must feel like about eight or nine of Ohio Speed Week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Aaron has dubbed us the Real Housewives of SRX. The Real Housewives of SRX. <laughs> That's what she decided, yeah. And your deal, like, so Aaron and everyone has gone from Slinger mm-hmm. to uh, Nashville. Well, they're not even there yet. They stopped in Kentucky to take Kate to look at a different type of horsepower. Oh, yeah, they were doing the horse thing. That's right. I told Ray this week, I was like, really? And you think that race cars are expensive? Oh, yeah. Wait till they get into that. <laughs> Kentucky thoroughbreds? So they're doing it, but Kentucky is somehow en route between yeah, one or the other. Right. So they're on their way to Nashville. Yep. I'm looking Everybody at else is schedule. in Nashville well, fixing looking, race cars. Yes, they're all at Nashville <laughs> fixing race cars and whatever Nashville might have to offer once the race cars are all fixed. But Millbridge Speedway is not a direct route from Slinger to Nashville, <laughs> so you are racing mom, driving all night long to get home because tonight is another round for Colt McKinney out at uh, Slinger or out at Slinger, out at out at Millbridge, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we left. Um, we left Sunday after um, the race at Slinger on Saturday, so Sunday we drove back through, and when we stopped in Indianapolis, I had my Tahoe there, so we drove back here to and, Indy, and um, then over here. Yep. So he's going to race tonight. It's kids' night at yeah, Millbridge, it's be so great. Gosh, um, it's the kids be awesome. definitely don't want to miss that. But points night. Too so, yeah. um, so we're going to race tonight, and then uh, tomorrow we are headed to Nashville for the SRX finale. You guys, uh, Ryan McKinney, her husband is the crew chief for SRX. He's the competition director. The competition director. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm yep. sorry, competition director. Yep. But what that means is that we have all of these great video clips and highlights of guys <laughs> wrecking cars. Okay, well, and he and Ray are the two standing there looking at it on the radio, telling the guys. You know, what they need to fix and making the yeah. call on, does somebody get to get a, in a backup car? And Right. They're doing all of that. 
but then when it comes time for repair and getting ready for the next one, uh, then it's elbows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been crazy. But what a what a neat thing SRX has been. And you've been to, I think, most of the races. Yep. Uh, that, I missed Eldora. That was the only Eldora. one. Yeah. Yep. That's had to be really neat. It's Yeah. It's been such a great experience because, you know, I mean, for me, when I saw the schedule, I was like Knoxville and Eldora. That's my, and those are my yeah, places. Right, yes. But um, but to get to go to Stafford, um, and yeah. you know, after after what I'd heard about Stafford and the history there, and then Doug Kobe winning, like that was, I mean, that was incredible. Yeah, what a way to start the series, and then. Um, right. Knoxville did not disappoint. No. Um, Eldora, I felt like, was the best race that, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like each week the racing just gets better. Yeah. They kind of just kind of, they, they take, yeah, yeah, they just, the, the drivers are figuring it out. They're figuring out how they can push it um, and and where to push it. Right. Um, so it's just, it's been really great to see um, the success just build each mm-hmm. week. So I think Nashville is going to. It's going to be a, a really big finale. So obviously with Chase Elliott coming in, yeah. um, Haley talked him into. Haley was only supposed to run. She she took um, Kanan's spot in the two places that he couldn't go, and so she did Knoxville and Slinger. And then she asked if if there was any way she could do Knoxville. So I, I mean uh, I mean Nashville. Nashville. So I got to yeah. say this: um, we're talking about Haley Deegan. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, while you were at Slinger, which is a great 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 racetrack, I was in Knoxville, which is another great great racetrack. Yes, yes. So exactly. I was standing. At Slinger watching Knoxville on my phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, had a really neat visit, and we're way off from reservation here. This is we'll get into we'll get into the Hefter we'll racing product, to hot topics and everything else. But um, I have uh, Haley Deegan, and and she comes in. She's got a little bit of brashness to her. She's got a little bit of her father in her. Mm-hmm. She's got some tremendous talent, some tremendous skills. She's got some funding behind her. Those are some things that people respect and like, and there are some things that people don't respect and don't like. And that's Absolutely. fine. And that's who Haley is. And she's she's somewhat she 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 works hard at what she does, but she's she's a little unapologetic at times. And this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And and I'm cool with that. And she she does a wonderful job. So we're doing the MRN coverage of the truck race at Knoxville, mm-hmm. and we're you know we're talking to guys like Chase Briscoe. Well, you know what's it like to run Knoxville and everything. And I'm standing there with Haley, and she's answering a question. I says, I'm just going to ask this non-sprint car, non, I mean, she's got a little dirt track background. I'm just going to ask her what it means to run Knoxville. Right. You know, just to yeah. lay it out there. She's not going to, she's not going to say this is the dumbest idea in the world or anything. She's going to, even if she doesn't care for the idea, she's going to tap she's gonna the answer She's going to give you a good She'll answer. She'll give a good yeah, answer. for sure. Okay? So I asked her about it. She lit up. She said, I'm not a sprint car fan. I raced here a couple weeks ago, but my boyfriend, which is Chase Cabry, he is a sprint car fan. She says, I've started watching Dirt Vision, Mm -hmm. and I'm really getting into sprint car racing, so it's a real thrill to be here at Knoxville. And it was just such a genuine, sweet answer. Yeah. And it was so wonderful. And it's like, we have this thing going on, and I think Ashley and I have talked about a little bit on the TV show, Aaron, and I've lost track because I've lost track of who I'm sitting across from. I've lost track of what we've been doing. We have this really neat time in motorsports where short track and big track are all coming together. You've Absolutely. got the Kyle Larson effect. You've got SRX effect. You, uh, Chase, Chase Elliott, Elliott is going to run two midget races this two week. Two midget races and then an SRX and then an race. SRX and then SRX. he's going to go do his day job on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> you've, got, you've got trucks at Knoxville, which was huge. Yep. You just We have so much good going on in the sport now between, between all of them. Absolutely. And it's just so neat. I, you know, Haley Deegan running all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just all of these people. It's like everything is really clicking right now in the world, in the sports world, in the racing sure. world. And I think a lot of it is this cross. I think at one time there was a little 
they're them, we're us, right. and we will once in a while hold our nose mm-hmm. and do something. Now it's like, well, let's go to the short track. Well, let's go to a NASCAR cool. race. Let's go to this. Let's go to that. And it's such a wonderful time. And I think I think there is still a little bit of that yeah. uh, from from maybe some of the higher-ups, but the best part is is that they're coming around. Oh, you yeah, know? No and oh, and yeah. so um, that's been, I think that's one really cool thing about SRX and about when Ray and Tony and the other um, principals of the group, when they started putting people together, the goal really really was they're not trying to compete with anything no. they're really trying to to have that nascar fan who's tuning in to watch tony right. or um or biffle or you know one of those guys to then have them go oh my gosh elio castroneves he's he's great i want to watch him beyond just the indy right. 500 exactly you know I so or yeah. scott speed who did a great job at yeah. irp and um you know then these local guys coming in if if it gets somebody to come back to that racetrack and watch them you know do their which day job and run those cars which that's the goal which I mean, it will it's for with sure that, with what's the guy the the local guy up there the, doug, doug doug kobe or, well, yeah. no, doug at stafford but the guy at slinger oh, at slinger. oh luke finhouse luke finhouse this my kid is gosh i mean so this kid is 17 years old gonna go to slinger to watch him race i said to him the other night after the race because he was standing on the podium and he finishes second to um to wait who won i'm there's too many different people now. Runs to go. Oh, Marco. Oh, Marco. Marco. Oh, that's so, all. And so, Freddie yeah. won, yeah. So he's on the podium with Marco, and then he finished his second, and then Tony was third. And I was looking at this kid just grinning from yeah. ear to ear, and I asked his mom, I said, how old is he? And she said, 17. I said, so will he be a senior? And she said, yes. And I go, man, that's quite the answer when you come in your first day of your senior year. What'd you, What'd you do, you this, do summer? this summer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I got show and tell. It's called CBS. Absolutely. Show, yeah. It's great stuff. It really is. We're at a good time of the world. Hey, let's get right after it. The Hefter Racing Product uh, Hot Topics. Speaking of great things, ay ay ay, is the Big Cat Brad Sweet rolling or what? I mean, he always gets hot at the right times. He just oh, does. Oh, man. They're getting ready to open up the bank accounts and and, and, and just dump it into Grass Valley, California, National know, right? Bank or whatever it is. Uh, four straight. He picked up the win at Wilmot. Brad's going to join us here on the program. The All-Stars, two great stories. Friday night, State Line, Hunter Schoenberg, first career All-Star win. Man, what a great racer it's he is. been coming i yeah. mean it's just yeah, yeah he's had some great battles so. in fact in fact when he won it i was like and everyone said first career win i'm like it wouldn't have shocked me if i'd have missed one along the way because he's been running that good absolutely and then speaking of running good spencer Baston picked up the win at the lou blaney memorial what a special race that is that's just really good king of the west narc series tim kading picked up the win <laughs> And we're not sure if the party is continuing on or not. Probably oh, I'm still. Sure it's it is. only Tuesday, so For I'm sure. sure. Um, this year, another great story. We're going to talk to Dynamite Mark Dobmeyer. River Cities. Uh, he swept the weekend. Mark Dobmeyer did. His story is absolutely Incredible. amazing. The comeback story uh, from the back injury of more than a year ago. First time in the car. He did some testing, but first time racing the car. Parked it not only the first night, but the second night. Um, Attica Fremont, DJ Foose was the, the sweeper. Cusich, Justin Henderson, another driver who's getting very, very hot at a Absolutely. very good time of the year. Yep. Picked up the win at Houston's. Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour. It was Blake Hahn and Scott Boguski picked up the win at the Grizzly Nationals. Mark Smith won at Sealands Grove. And last night, I just found out about this, the Western Sprint <laughs> Tour Speed Week up in Oregon. Yep. Okay. Corey Day, a California racer, picked up the win last night. We'll go over the schedule. They're racing all week long out there in 360s. Absolutely. And then on my way here, I was listening to um, Dirt Tracker Daily. Yeah. That, um, so I was listening to that. Yeah, and they were, yeah, Justin yeah, does that. Justin does such a great job. And so I was listening to that. And he said that Corey is actually going to take over running um, the Charlton car. 
out, out in California too. I knew there was an opening out there in the mm-hmm. Carlton car. Yeah, yeah, they're, 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 yeah. So neat stuff. Um, fantastic stuff. So much great racing that is for sure. So much good stuff, and there you have it. Our Hefner race, uh, Hefner racing product hot topics. You know, HRP loves karting from sprint to road racing to winged outlaw carts. HRP Streeter Super Stands are the number one selling brand for karting. Automatic electric lifts, roller stands, stacker to carry multiple carts just like sprint cars. HRP has tire racks, engine racks, bead breakers, and a whole line of kart racing accessory. www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. We mentioned Hunter Schurenberg getting the win. It was the Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions Friday night at State Line Speedway. Zeb Y is the leader, not so fast. Hunter Schurenberg makes the pass for the win. Here's Blake Anderson with a call on Flow Racing. And now for the Drydeen Death-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Schurenberg closed the gap quickly, but Wise got on the hammer and pulled back away. Zeb Wise trying to get through the lap, trying to get down. Hunter Schoenberg to the lead. Schoenberg throws the needle. Hunter Schoenberg to the top spot. That death-defying move was brought to you by Drydeen Diesel All Death, the official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydeen.com for more information. For decades, Drydeen Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydeen offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Drydeen.com. Drydeen, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Over 200 events from coast to coast, and they're celebrating 30 years of scattering soil. The American Sprint Car Series, the world's largest sprint car sanctioning body, bringing more thrills with winning and even more non-wing action in 2021. 11 regional tours, the national tour. No matter where you are, we're coming to a track near you. Can't be there? Get double streaming fun with Racing Boys and FlowRacing.com, bringing all the adrenaline to your favorite streaming device. See the full lineup of this now at ASCSRacing.com. The month of money starts now, tonight. Now, we've had the summer of money because there's already been some big paying races, but it starts now, the Brad Doty Classic tonight. Then we get into Eldora, $175,000 to win on Thursday night, $175,000 to win on Saturday night. And let's talk about that and a whole lot more, plus a pretty hot streak coming into it. Joining us on the Dry Dean Hotline is the big cat, Brad Sweet. Hello, Brad. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Brad, about three weeks ago, I think it was Aaron and I were saying, what's wrong with Brad? He hasn't won like in four or five races. Uh, I don't know what you've done over the last couple of weeks, but it seems like you guys have got that Napa car dialed up. Uh, man, it, 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 it's got to feel good to climb aboard that race car. Tell us, tell us, uh, what have you worked on and what's what you found success with here recently? Yeah, I mean, I think some of why we were, you know, struggling with some of the, you know, racetracks. You know, maybe that we didn't have as good a as good a setups at. Uh, obviously, Jack Houston, Houston, we were good. You know, ran second to, to Aaron um, there, but we, you know, felt like we had a really good race car. And uh, Jackson, we ran third, just didn't quite hit it right in the A mains. Um, you know, Saturday or Sunday, you know, afternoon. So just you know, some definite um, you know circumstances played into that, and just uh, maybe not quite as on our game as we needed to be, but. Uh, obviously, went to some uh, Cedar Lakes and a great racetrack. 
um, you know, obviously got, got back where we needed to be and, um, you know, kind of had a, a good race up there at Wilmot. So, you know, good to have some momentum rolling into, uh, you know, these next five nights for sure. When you look at it, um, Brian Walker had a piece about, um, about you know, where you your strengths and what you were working on. Your, your short track program, you say, is really, really good. Um, when you look at the big track program, was there a particular area that you're, you're, you're working on still to try to fine-tune that you've got the short tracks dialed in on the big tracks? Yeah, I think some stuff that you, you know, gain on the short tracks, you try to implement on the big tracks, it just hasn't worked for us, so. You know, at times, you know, we have the, the speed on the, the big track, so, you know, but you make enough mistakes, you know, I think we're a good enough race team that, that we can kind of figure out, you know, what, what we've been doing wrong at times. Um, you know, and a lot of the, the big track stuff is, you know, needing to time in better, you know, just some of them a little bit too far behind, you know, doesn't help you. But obviously the Kings Royals are nothing to do with qualifying, so. Um, I think it's all about racing and, and getting through that heat race and, and things like that. So, um, you know, you don't want to get qualifying too good um, for that race. But I think that, you know, we're just we're just always searching, you know, just because we win a lot or run up front, it doesn't mean it's easy for us. You know, there's there's still a lot of work that goes into each and every night. And, and uh, you know, we're still humans and we, we still make a lot of mistakes and you know, try to learn from those mistakes. And obviously, you know, when we're down, we try to figure out why we're down and, and uh, get better and, and uh, you know, solve the problem. So, Brad, um, I was actually at Houston's a few weeks ago, and I was talking to a couple of the guys, um, asking them if the tire shortage was an issue at all. And, um, and Drew Brenner said that they were rationing right rears and stuff to teams. Um, does, has that had any sort of an impact on, um, on the setups and things like that, that changes that you're having to make to your setups? Yeah, I think the tires are the biggest thing that, that probably people don't realize, um, you know, or what change and, and they're just small changes. Um, obviously when they manufacture, you know, certain batches of tires, it seems like, you know, the setups can just change a little bit. So you're just always trying to adapt to, to what you feel. And, you know, sometimes, you know, what worked at a racetrack, uh, two weeks before or year before or whatever just doesn't seem to work quite right. So, you know, you just got to keep an open mind and, and kind of follow what your car is telling you. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the tricky part. There's a huge, huge, uh, human element that goes into to making the decisions on the race car. There's no engineering and there's, you know, not no telemetry and no computers and nobody telling you what to do besides a driver and a crew chief and, and just looking at the racetrack. So that's what makes it fun. But, you know, it's definitely a moving target at all times, and, and tires are a big part of all that. Well, and then, too, are there certain tracks that y'all go to that you know um, that the track is going to be more consistent from time to time going there because of the group that prepares it versus other tracks where, um, you know, it can be it can be totally dusty or it can be, um, you know, uh, really tacky is there are there certain tracks that because y'all do go to so many of them um uh you know the same time of year every year are there certain ones that you just kind of know um m- what to expect uh, at least more within reason yeah absolutely i think there's definitely um you know guys that have a better handle on their tracks that have been doing it for you know longer and experience is you know key in everything whether you're you know on the racing side or on the track prep side you know a lot of experience especially at one certain track you know you know that the Knoxville crew is going to have Knoxville a certain way most of the time. And, you know, uh, Cedar Lake, they do a great job. Uh, you know, all the SLR, SLS races with Larry 
Hillerud, he's going to do a great job. Um, you know, there's so many tracks that actually do a great job. You know, the one thing that you can't ever, you know, take into account for is, um, you know, the weather. And, you know, sometimes you'll have rain. Sometimes you'll have high humidity. Sometimes you have cloud cover. Sometimes you have dry heat, uh, pure sun. So, you know, those those are just all the elements that, you know, that we all deal with, you know, being in the outside, outside world. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just about you know, adapting and figuring out what your race car needs. And, you know, as a race car driver, you know, your car's not always going to be perfect. So sometimes you're going to have to, you know, figure some things out yourself. So, you know, that's just what what it's all about is the Outlaw Tour is, you know, if you if you don't have a winning car, you got to get the best possible finish. And then you got to figure out why you were off and, and try to do better the next time you're on the racetrack. Brian, I want to dovetail a little bit off from Allison's question about the tire situation. I, I spent a lot of time at Houston's talking to some people about that, and, and, and Brian Brown actually took me up in his hauler and showed me his tire collection, which is yeah. kind of interesting and strange and weird. It reminded me of the old dirt late model days when it was open tires, you know. Um, with all of that and with the uncertainty and with some different batches and everything, when you look at a weekend like this, have you guys kind of marked a couple tires that you want to make sure that are bolted on that car, particularly Thursday and Saturday night? <laughs> uh, no, we just, you know, obviously we don't feel like um... – you know, it's as, as big of a deal as, you know, other teams talk about. I think you can get really, you know, talking yourself out of fixing the real problem and, you know, get focused on something that's, you know, maybe not really there. Um, you know, so we just try to stay focused on our race car and, you know, just have the kind of mindset that whatever it tells us that night is what we need to do. And, uh, you know, it, it differs from, from night to night. You know, well, our setup on uh, tomorrow night uh, could be different than, you know, Thursday night at the Royal. So it's just you got to have that mindset uh, you know, to be successful. Um, obviously, we work in kind of smaller windows, and, and uh, you know, hopefully those windows are, are closed, and then you just need to fine-tune from there. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're at with it. We, uh, we've had some, you know, good luck and, and a little bit of bad luck here and there with tires, but for the most part, um, you know, everything's been fine. That's uh, that's fascinating. That's interesting, and it's a really strong point to focus on your own stuff and and not worry too much about it. We ran or Eldora is doing these doubles, which to me is fantastic. I mean, it's like I've never been to a Kings Royal, and within five days I'm going to get you two. two. Of them. Yeah, I'm going to get <laughs> two awesome. knocked out. So I mean, race fan Steve Post is all fired up about this. Now the late models they had the dream, and a guy by the name of Big Sexy put everyone to shame by winning not one but two of them. So. Um, do you even think about the possibility of Big Cat doing what Big Sexy did, and 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 by the end of <laughs> by the end of Saturday night, being sitting there with a couple big paychecks? Do you dare do that, or do you just kind of focus on tonight at Attica, tomorrow night there? How do you, do, you, do, you, do you dare dream like that? Well, obviously, you know, there's a lot of money on the line, so I mean, you you want to win, you know, every race you possibly can. So, you know, like you said, right now we're focused on Attica tonight. We'll get to Eldora. Uh, it's nice to kind of have that first night, you know, to kind of hopefully get your car where, where you want it. And then uh, I think if you're right on Thursday night and you, and you can win that, then there's no reason to come back and win Saturday. But obviously you got to win the first one to, to be able to win both. So I think you just get real focused on trying to win, um, you know, trying to get your car right Wednesday night and then obviously executing, you know, the best you can on Thursday night. And then obviously if you can win that, I think from whatever happens from that point on, it's going to be a good weekend no matter what. So, um, <laughs> yeah, really. So yeah, so it's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for sprint car racers. Kings Royal format, you know, so different that there's a lot of layers and a lot of elements 
you know, that can happen. And and uh, I think if your car's right, you can overcome some of it. But you know, you definitely gotta you gotta do the the whole deal. Um, you gotta get to that heat race. Um, you know, the big invert, and, and a lot of things happen there. So we'll see see if we can uh, position our Napa Auto Parts car, you know, towards the front. I think that's the key to key to winning. So um, I just saw a video that there's a trampoline inside of um, Kane screen printing. So um, if you can win these Kings Royals, uh, then uh, what do you think the next thing they're going to add to the shop is down wow. here? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully a couple trophies. Oh, <laughs> well, that's true. I love it. I love it. <laughs> probably, probably be able to buy some pretty good steak to cook on that grill when you ever get back home to California, too, I would guess. Absolutely. The guy will all be eating good, that's for sure. There we go. <laughs> Brad, it is always a pleasure to chat with you, and it's an even greater pleasure to, pleasure to see you race. I love excellence. I've, I've loved it when I've covered NASCAR, and I love watching what you and your guys are doing because it is impressive to watch. But, again, as you've said, there's another one tonight and four more the rest of the week. We wish you the best on all of those, but we appreciate you joining us here today on Wing Nation. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. There we go. The mm-hmm. big cat, Brad Sweet, joining us on the Dry Dean Hotline. I've always been, you You have people that were like, Jimmy Johnson is ruining NASCAR. Donnie right. Schatz is ruining sprint car racing. Brad Sweet is, yeah. I've been kind of like the opposite. It's like, watch and see what they do now. Absolutely, and, yeah. And that's why, that's why I just look at Brad, and it's like, we've really, over the next five days, and, and again, tonight's Attica, tomorrow night. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He's got to execute. That team's got to be flawless, and there's some other really good teams that are going to be good. But we're at a spot where we're seeing something that is special to watch. Well, and the thing with Brad is I feel like, and I think just his personality, um, you know, he's just kind of got that laid back, like California personality, doesn't get too fired up, doesn't get, you know, I mean, he gets excited. He definitely gets emotional after wins and stuff, but he's just kind of more laid back than like, say, maybe a, Maybe a Donnie who, you know, who sometimes um, gets a little chippy and, you know, yeah. and will and will kind of have those uh, those bigger moments uh, in post-race interviews and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that when you really look at Brad's accomplishments on paper and you really look at what that team's done and just how consistent they mm-hmm. are the for, I mean, he sounded like they've been really, really off and they've been extending their points lead. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, so I mean, we, our, our <laughs> comment was he hasn't won like in four or five races. Right. I mean, and he exactly. said, yeah, you know, we were second in Houston. And then he reels off what three yeah, or four in a yeah, row. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's crazy. It really is always good to <laughs> hang out and chat with the big cat for sure. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Circle B Diecast is the new Diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of Diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, circlebdiecast.com. 
Flow Racing is the home of grassroots racing, with over 1,300 races streaming live in 2021. Watch the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl, World 100, Dirt Late Model Dreams, Sweet 16, and much, much more. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. From sprint cars on dirt to SK Modifieds on pavement, arena cross, drag racing, and everything in between, it's here, live, and on demand. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash MRN. There are always great stories in sprint car racing. It seems like every week we have a great story, and then every once in a while, one of them just exceeds all the great stories. Mm -hmm. And um, this past weekend, up at River City Speedway, was one of those stories that played out. Um, Mark Dobmeyer... A significant serious back injury uh, last year at Cedar Lake. Out of the race car for a year. Comes back. Friday night, River City. No suspense. Parks it on the front stretch in victory lane. Doesn't get enough of it on Friday night, so he comes right back out. And does it again on Saturday night. And he joins us on the Drydeen Hotline. Hello, Mark. Welcome back to Wing Nation. You bet. Well, it feels great to be on uh, on Wing Nation talking about racing again anyway. <laughs> My God, how do you even process the last year and this past weekend of your life? How how do you even put your arms around it, Mark? Uh, you, you don't really. You just uh, it's kind of one of them surreal experiences, you know. It's been uh, it's been a rough year just kind of getting uh getting getting back together. Obviously, the first first uh goal was to get back racing again. Um and uh, find out that we were able to do it as long as uh, we got healed up right. So we uh, hit the recovery process quite uh, quite ru- quite hard and uh, got after it. And then uh, we were able to uh, rejoin uh, basically one year after injury was uh, kind of the deadline that we had to hit. So after uh, one year, we were able to join up next last weekend again on Thursday and Friday, actually, the two race days. And uh, and uh, just felt great to uh, to come out and uh, just get, get ripping that cushion again, especially up here at River City Speedway. and. Uh, in front of a great fan base and a lot of fans traveled from from down south and came up to, to watch it as well and just to uh get up to speed and come out with a win right away was uh absolutely amazing thursday friday wins up at river city that is the case mark the recovery period the process when you're told a year i guess my question is what was the last month like and did you get in a sprint car and do a little bit of uh, uh, uh starting the engines and <laughs> testing a little bit or what was like the last month and how difficult was that being patient waiting for this for this deadline <laughs> well it was uh we were actually you know all the doctors were telling me i was ahead of schedule as we were as we were coming up to this to the season and of course they wanted to do all that kind of a uh, the big final CT scans or, you know, kind of one year CT scans, you know, roughly about one year. And I said, well, I'm ahead of schedule. Let's, let's push it up and uh, let's do it before the race season. So my initial plan was actually to start at the beginning of this race season. So uh, we had cars built, uh, the crew worked hard all winter. We uh, rebuilt the trailer quite a bit, did a lot of fixing on that and uh, had cars all ready to go. And uh, we hit basically a week right before race season. I did my final scans and I was expecting to, to honestly go racing at the beginning of the year. And, after uh, looking at the scans, they said, you know, that we I am ahead of schedule. Everything's doing good, but we want to see one year before uh, before we'll let you jump back in. So I was uh, I was all geared up. I was more heartbroken at the beginning of the year because I was um, I was pretty determined I was going to start right away in in April May somewhere in there, and uh, and I couldn't do it. So I kind of been uh, sitting on the sidelines and kind of twiddling my thumbs a little bit. But I was uh, fortunate to have Dominic Sells who came up and, and ran for us when we had the Outlaw Show in Grand Forks and Sock Rapids and then also at Houston Speedway. So 
had a few things to keep us busy, and uh, he's a pretty entertaining guy to uh, to work with, so it was a lot of fun at the same time. So, Well, maybe he um, helped with your recovery process and helped build those uh, core <laughs> muscles with all the laughing that you did with Dom around. <laughs> That, that's very that's very possible. He's uh he's an entertaining guy. He's a lot of fun to work with, and it, uh, it actually worked out good. And I'm kind of a busy body. I got to keep busy all the time, so that uh, that that, that uh, bought me some time anyway. I bet your trailer's never been like so clean and organized because you know you, <laughs> if you if you can't sit still like that. But can you tell us a little bit more about um about what your your rehabilitation like your recovery process was? Yeah, basically, you know, I was in the I was in the uh, the body cast and everything, which is basically a hard hard shell. You know, it's a plastic wrap around Velcro deal, but from the uh, waist up for about a month and a half after uh, after surgery, then I was able to kind of take it off and slowly do more and more. But kind of, I think the biggest thing that helped me out is um, kind of coming to not a guy that sits around. I was I was in the hospital for a week. Um, once I got out. I told my wife right away I was going to work. I got out on Friday. I told her I was going to work on Monday, and uh, she shook her head, and I couldn't quite do it on Monday. But by the following Tuesday, I was already going back to work. So I think uh, obviously I wasn't working hard, but I had to do, you know, I, at least I answered phones, and I felt like I was uh, part of the shop, you know, helped scheduling, dealt with some customers, and did the stuff that I could do. But I think just getting up and moving and, and uh, trying, to, trying to get to your normal life back, I think, is the biggest thing that helped me uh, with that speed of recovery. But um, basically every morning I do a lot of physical therapy every night I would do some physical therapy and, uh, just keep your body moving and, and stretched out and, uh, just keeping that mobility going is the biggest thing. So. So what did your, did, did you have to convince your wife that you were going to go back racing or I'm assuming that, <laughs> no, that there is, was no the doubt a like with a race shop in about two days. Time. Right. Got, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she, we, we, uh, she comes, she grew up racing as well. She actually raced snow, snow cross, uh, snowmobiles when she was younger. And, uh, so she'd been around it her whole life and, uh, she'd been around, uh, the better part of my career as well. So, um, she knew what I was going to be after. She knew she wasn't going to convince me otherwise. So, She's uh, she's been on board. Um, she started to get a little little cold feet uh, about last week, right before I jumped back in. But now we've got a few races under her belt. She's uh, she's quite content. So she's been uh, obviously one of my biggest supporters and uh, biggest helpers through this whole thing. Her and uh, my two little boys, and my mom and dad, and her mom and dad, and everybody as well. How how what's it like watching races? for you and not being able to race? Because that's all you've done for the last year. I mean, and I know you were a car owner with Dominic, but I mean, we rave about all the great pay-per-view and all the races. Did you watch a lot of racing? Did you ignore it totally? Uh, what was that like? Oh, no, I, I watched a ton of racing, and it was tough, uh, especially just going to the local races around here when you, uh, you know, you've been such a big part of it forever. Now you're, I was, I tried that sitting in the grandstands thing, and, you know, I <laughs> I started getting it down. You know, I found out where the beer garden and everything was. So, <laughs> we, uh, But it was, it, honestly, it was probably a good experience for me because, kind of like you said, my whole life growing up, I've always been on the other side of it. You know, I've never sat in, you know, when I was young, I sat in the grandstands, but I've always been in the pit area, always been driving, always been kind of part of the other side of it. So to kind of take yourself out of that aspect, um, put it in the grandstands, just look from a different point of view, and then uh, watching different uh, driving styles or techniques and uh, watching the track change, uh, keep an eye on that. I think definitely helped me out a little bit. Um, probably one of the, another big thing that helped me out is just working with, with different drivers, you know, and uh, hearing their take on it and then just going out and actually watching the car and seeing what it's doing for them and, and how they're driving it. And just kind of basically I just tried to use this as my to an advantage of some point, you know, and taking 
be a sponge and take in everything you can and uh, try to learn from him and make yourself better. You know, uh, Sammy Swindell, I was fortunate to have him come up last year and he ran the car and um, up here in Grand Forks and Houston. And then I uh, worked with Tim Cading a little bit out in Arizona and then uh, Dominic drove it this year. So I got to work with three different drivers and uh, kind of see three different perspectives. And it was uh, definitely a different uh, role for me. I wasn't, wasn't used to it. I didn't, uh, I didn't love it. I'd much rather be driving, but it was uh, it was a good learning experience for me. And I think we definitely did take some things away and and uh, have a notebook of stuff to try now, so we can uh, try better ourselves and get some more speed. What has the reaction been since Thursday night, since Friday night? From from <laughs> what has the reaction been like, and what has that meant to you to have this reaction? Um, it's the reaction's been uh, it's been humbling. I mean, the whole experience has been um, just the support from everybody, from my my sponsors with Buffalo Wild Wings, Belster Motors, um, to Culp Seed, all these guys that stayed behind me the whole time, and and all the fans that uh, all the outpouring support um, between letters, donations, everything through this whole thing has just been uh, humbling. So, and then right away we come back and are able to pull off a race and. In my hometown, the uh, the crowd was going absolutely nuts, and it was just uh, one of the best feelings in the world you can you can experience, I guess. So it's uh, just amazing to get back out there and get rolling. And we we're able to go down to Sioux Falls on Sunday as well and uh, hit the uh, Houston Speedway, which is my second hometown track, I call it. And uh, was, had a little bit different experience there. We we're a little bit frustrated. We uh, came out to qualify and had some motor issues, so then we had to start in the back everything for the change motors and start in the back everything for the rest of the night. But we're able to make the best of it. We started 15th in the feature and got up to eighth, and uh, it was an elbows up, bumpy track. So we were we were riding the rodeo around there and having some fun. So, any any aches and pains after that, or is everything good? No, no, everything's been good. good. Um, good. You know, I, I feel like I'm back to a normal life. Um, I'm, I'm sitting at the radiator shop right now, working away, and mm-hmm. and uh, I've been doing that for quite some time. And I, I'm back to doing everything I did before, really. So you just try, uh, you always keep in the back of your mind and, and be a little bit more cautious about it and if there's uh, something big and heavy, you think twice about lifting it and you have somebody else help you out a little bit, you know, so. That makes sense. Yeah, makes absolutely. Sense, sure. So what, um, what is your plans for the rest of the year? Um, are you, uh, what, you know, what are the next big races that you're going to do and kind of where are you going to, is your focus going to be for the rest of this season? We're taking one race at a time. I felt really comfortable last weekend and uh, we're, I think we're pretty much going to hit it uh, back to full steam, kind of pick up our schedule as if we uh, had been here all year. So. This weekend, we plan on racing Grand Forks Friday night and Sioux Falls Sunday again. And uh, we'll be doing a lot of that until uh, we get closer to the Nationals here. Then I imagine we'll venture out a little bit more and, and uh, try to hit the Nationals. And uh, as soon as we get them outlaws around here again right after the Nationals, we got that outlaw show in Grand Forks and Fargo right after that. So uh, that's probably the biggest race I'm looking forward to. And and then uh, just kind of pick up the schedule. Any big events in the, uh, the Midwest here we'll be at. And then uh, at the end of the year, we'll probably finish up with some of the Arizona stuff like the Copper Classic and that, and and uh, get some racing in down there as well. How, when you, before you had this crash, Husitz was sitting idle. Now you come back as a race car driver <laughs> with a Sunday night home. I can't imagine how good that must be for you. <laughs> that feels amazing. Uh, yeah. That was uh, the, just the news of Todd Quirin taking that over was, was uh, I, I knew it was going to be a great thing. He's a great guy to own that track. Um, I mean, look at all the amazing things he's done with Jackson. And now Houston's already had a lot of updates done to it, but he's uh, he's kind of polished that joint and uh, made it so it's a, a great venue for the fans to join, to uh, come out and watch a race and for the racers to come do it. So 
Um, I think it's going to create some some great racing in the Midwest. It already has with that that whole month of or whole week of racing you had just a few weeks ago here. So um, I'm extremely looking forward to it. It was probably one of the most bittersweet tastes in my mouth was last year when they uh, yeah. after I was injured and they, they had that first race at Houston Speedway and I had to, had to go there and watch it and it was uh, definitely a different experience for me. I sat, it was the first time ever sitting in this grandstand at Houston Speedway and. I'll never forget. I sat up in a, a suite in the corner in the uh, Dammer Trucking Suite, and uh, the first time I watched a car go around there, I turned to the guy next to me and I told him, "These guys are crazy. I don't know why they're doing that." <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually but, just uh, there. Postman well, was yeah, too for the Outlaw shows, and the the amount of support and the number of um, Buffalo Wild Wings T-shirts and your T-shirts um, that I saw around there was incredible. So it had to feel good to actually get back there and be able to race there in front of that crowd. Um, after the the response that that we saw for you when um, when Dom was running your car there um, about a month ago now I guess it was yeah, we uh, we we ran a lot down ran down there a lot it's been my second hometown track and the uh, the support down there is absolutely amazing it's just like when I'm up here at River City it's, it's uh, just uh, quite humbling to see all the shirts and uh, and all the fan base down there it's great so have you ever done any non wing racing. I'm asking because of the USAC Nationals. She's setting you up, Mark. She's setting you up. Be careful with your answer here. Because there's a big, there's a big non-wing show. I think I'm going to consider it a one and done. Ah, there we go. She's working with. uh, Dang it. She's she's working on that uh, the big USAC race coming up there. She's trying to trying to lure some people in. So hey, twenty grand to win a USAC non-wing show that I've ever uh, raced non-wings. That one is Badland Speedway. They had that. uh, Oh, that's right. Big paying uh, sprint car show and then a non-wing show. So. We uh we we had a lot of fun with it. We uh, went out there and uh, put a big axle on the front end and and gave it a whirl. And it, it was, I think it was so much fun because we had absolutely no clue what we were doing. Like, where do we set this rear at? You know, <laughs> you know, eighteen inches, twenty five inches. We don't know. So we just threw stuff at it, and we were able to actually make the show. And I started deep in the field, and I think I was up to a, about a fifth place car at one point, and I was feeling pretty good. And thought I was going to have a good finish. It was fourth or fifth somewhere up there, and then uh, right at the end, the big boys came in and swept and pushed me back to eighth place so we uh we had a good run though for our first time doing it wow. good stuff that's yeah. for sure mark <laughs> really really good to see your smiling face back in victory lane congratulations and uh we look forward to it sounds like we'll catch up with you at the nationals and uh, good luck between now and then sounds great thanks for calling good there to hear we go. from you guys. mark dobmeyer dynamite mark dobmeyer boy there's a lot of a lot of area that left on the table there with him he um he said when he was talking about when he was talking about work back to normal at the radiator shop we had had him on a couple of years ago, and he's a uh, bounty hunter also. Oh, wow. And he's chased some people out of balconies of apartment buildings, chasing so down is a proud part trying oh to get their gosh. money. And so... When you when, said bounty hunter, I just thought you meant like yeah, he was going to, no, to no, run some big no, races and was, try and cherry pick some like, money. And I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at the clock. It's like, oh, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. I want to ask him about bounty hunting, and I want to ask him uh, how many Buffalo Wild Wings did Dominic Selzy consume while driving for him? Oh, you know, wow. So if they paid him in cash or Buffalo Wild Wings. So I'd take some spicy garlic in payment. We're just going to have to uh, <laughs> dial Mark back up and find out about uh, wings and, and, and bounty hunting as well. <laughs> Wonderful guy and a great story. Hey, stick with us. More wings nation in just a moment sunoco is a proud partner of wing nation not all fuels are created equal so fill up with sunoco ultratech sunoco ultratech is a top tier detergent gasoline that is proven to make your engine run cleaner longer and more efficiently using the same detergent package as what is blended into some of sunoco's high performance race fuels you can trust ultratech for your everyday race 
Whether you're headed to the track or just hitting the road, fill up with Sunoco Ultratech and fuel your best. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Wing Nation rolling along here as we continue on and uh, racing all week long. Um, yes. Tonight, the Brad Doty Classic at Attica. Man, I love Attica. I love Brad Doty. What's not to like about that? Going to pop up some popcorn. And, Absolutely. Well, you've got Millbridge. I've got Summer Shootout and then pop up some popcorn and uh, see what's going on up there. Um, the Western, I mentioned this earlier, the Western Sprint Tour, they have their 2021 Speed Week going on. Tonight, they're at Willamette Speedway in in uh, Lebanon, Oregon, Oregon. Wednesday night, they're at Sunset Speedway in Banks, Oregon. And Friday and Saturday, they're at Cottage Grove Speedway in Cottage Grove, Oregon. Okay, and then tomorrow, all the action on the World of Outlaws shifts over to uh, Eldora. Big money. Or the uh, Joker's Wild. Absolutely. Yeah, so going to be fun. Going to be fun. Hey, if you're going to Eldora, if you're going to Eldora, our friends at Hercules Tires are giving away a set of tires. Yes, all you need to do at their display, which is off turn number four, all you need to do is go over there with your phone. There's a QR code. Punch it into your phone. Fill out the entry. You're entered. And one fan at the King's Royal this weekend will win a free set of Hercules tires. How about that? Go get you some free NOS. Go over there and get you some tires. Free tires. We got it all covered. Might see some good racing up there as well. Some good food. Good food as well. (laughs) Yes. Pizza burgers on the way. That's for sure. And a whole bunch of other stuff. So neat, neat stuff. Hey, coming up. This weekend on our Thursday podcast, looking forward to this and looking forward to this you, Tim Clausen. Absolutely. Always love talking to Tim. And, of course, uh, the Clausen Marshall Racing, which you're a Marshall, even though you're a McKinney now. Um, <laughs> we're looking forward to talking to him. And then also coming up on our Wing Nation television program, presented by Sage Fruit, Bud Kading joins us. So looking forward to Bud Kading joining us there. Wing Nation gear is available at www.wingnation.com. That's wingnation.com. You can follow us on all our social channels, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We've got you covered there. So we'll see you again Thursday for our Wing Nation podcast with Tim Clausen. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. 